Today's daf is Gittin daf Tzadik. We are at the very last daf of Mesechtes Gittin, the very top line, the Mishnah on daf Tzadik Omer Aleph. Zok the Mishnah. Beishamai Yoimrim. Beishamai says, Lo yigarish odames ishtoi, elo imkain motzobo dvar erva. A person should not divorce his wife unless she has a literal dvar erva. In other words, unless a person's wife was mezanatachtov, in which case he's halachically not allowed to live with her, a man should never divorce his wife. Shenatmar, how does Beishamai know that? Because the Pasik says, Ki ervas dover. The Torah, when it introduces the halacha of a get, says, Ki ikachish isha uba'ala, v'hoyo imloi simtsachem be'enov, ki motza ba'ervas davar, v'kosav lo sefer krisos, v'nasam b'yadav v'shilchem i'besli. This is the Pasuk that underpinned the last three months of Tafyayimni. This is the Pasuk that underpins the entire Masech Tizkitin. And the Pasuk says very clearly, Clearly, that why is this man divorcing his wife? It says, Beishamai, if the Torah went out of its way to make this point, we learn from here that a person should not divorce his wife unless she literally had a dvar erva. Beisul argues, says, No, a man has a right to divorce his wife even if she wasn't Mizanat Achtov. In fact, What's grounds for divorce? If a man comes home, his wife prepared dinner for him, and the dinner was burnt. That in and of itself would be enough of a reason for a man to give his get. Says Basil, how do I know that? Because the Pasik says, Ki Same Pasik. So Rashi says, Basil learned that if the Torah wanted to say, that the only time a man could divorce his wife is Ki erva, so the Torah would have said, Ki erva. It sounds like ervas is one thing and dovar is another thing. And what the Torah is saying is that a man could divorce his wife if ervas, that's A, or B, dovar, meaning something that's not mamish erva, but it's me'inyan le'inyan ba'isa'inyan. It's similar enough. And the way Rashi explains it is a woman who was mezana, so she did something wrong. A woman that spoiled dinner also did something wrong. Now it's not the same thing, Kamuvin. But at the same time, on the, some level, there's some pgam. There's something that this woman did wrong, and Basil holds that from the word Dova when Marbet, that it doesn't have to be Erva, but Dova in it of itself would be enough. Rabbi Akiva Oimer, Rabbi Akiva is the third cheetah. He says, Even if a man finds a woman who looks better than his wife, that in and of itself is a, enough of a reason for a man to be able to give his get. And he learned it from the same exact Pasuk. It says, Man's married and it, one day his wife is just not by him anymore. Meaning she didn't do anything wrong. There was no erva, there was no davar. But the mere fact that she's no longer of that in and of itself would be a reason for this man to be able to give again. In other words, we have three sheetas in the Mishnah. What merit a man would have to find in order for him to be able to give again. According to Beishamai, the only time a man could divorce his wife is if she was Mizana Tachtov. If halachically she's not allowed to live with him anymore, so he has no choice. At that point, 
he gives a get. According to Beisel, if she does something wrong, even if it's not something as dramatic as being Mazana, that's enough of a reason for a man to be able to give a get. Rabbi Akiva says this woman can be an Eishas Chayel Meyimtza. She could have done everything perfectly, literally from the minute they got married until the day that he decided that he wants to move on. But if it ever comes to a matziv of where he feels that she is no longer that in of itself would be enough of a reason for him to be able to give a get. And all three of these sheetas come from the same Pasuk, which is really the Pasuk, like we said, that underpins the entire Masechta. Because when the Torah describes divorce, it says, Rabbi Shammai says, the Torah says, Mephorish, Basil says, it's true, it says, ervas, but it also says, Dover. And Dover is marble more than just Erva. Something similar. Rabbi Akiva says, look at the beginning of the Pasuk. It says, It sounds like she didn't do anything wrong. The fact that she's not that in of itself is enough for him to be able to give a get. The first part of the daf is going to discuss some of these drushes because of Bishama, Bishul, Rabbi Akiva, all coming from a diktuk in the Pasuk. So it can move and each one's going to have to find for the other one's drushes. A brisa that elaborated on this according to you, that the only time a man's allowed to give a get is if she was Mizana Tachtov, so the Torah should have said, Vahaya, Imloi Simsachem Be'enov, Kimotza Ba Erva, or Kimotza Ba Ervas. Why the Torah write the word Dover? Oh, Dover must be coming to be Marbus, something that's not Mamish Erva. Umban Bishamai, so Bishamai told me, so I hear you, Diak, it says the word Dover, Vahaloi Kvar Nemar Ervas, but it also says Ervas. So why the Torah single out the idea of Erva? Must be because no, the Torah wants to say that the only time a man has a lot of divorce his wife is if she was talking Mizana. So Umban Bishamai, 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 like this. Im Nemar Ervas, Vahaloi Nemar Dover. Had it said the word Ervas, and it would not have said Dover, Hayisoimer, I would have thought like you, Mishum Erva Tates, Mishum Dover Loy Tates. That the only time a man could divorce his wife as if Taka she had a Dvar That's why the Torah wrote Dover. In other words, my sheet is based on the fact that the Torah wrote the word Dover. Now, what's your kasha? Why did the Torah single out Ervas? If Dover is enough of a reason, so for sure Ervas is included in that, but the Ilu Nema Dover, Nema Ervas, said Beisil, had the Torah not singled out the word Ervas, I would have thought, Mishum Dover Tinase La'achar, or Mishum Erva Loi Tinase La'achar. I would have thought a very big Kiddush, something that's not true Lahalacha. I would have thought that if a man divorces his wife because she was Mazana, this woman can't marry anybody else. Meaning, once a woman is a Saita, once she's a Zaina, she's an Eshesish, maybe at that point she can never marry anybody. That's why the Torah wrote Ervas. Not to teach me that a man could divorce his wife if he finds an Ervas. That's included in Dover. But to teach me the next part of the Pasuk. Because the Torah, when it tells us the story of marriage and then divorce, then the Torah says this woman got married to somebody else. The Isra of Machzik So the Torah wrote the word Ervas not to teach me what it is that a man would have to see in order to give his wife. But to teach me that even if it was Erva, still the halach is if she wants to marry somebody else, she's allowed to marry somebody else. So, Beisul told Beishamai, according to me, it's very good why the Torah wrote Ervas and why the Torah wrote Dover. The Torah wrote Dover to teach me that a man could divorce his wife even if it's only Dover. And the Torah wrote Ervas to teach me that a man who divorces his wife, Machmas Ervas, that woman is allowed to go and marry somebody else. Now, Beishamai is on the clock. Beishamai has to explain his shita. What was Bishol's time to Beishamai? Beishamai, you hold the only time a man's allowed to give his wife a get is if he found an ervas, why the Torah write the word Dover? Beishamai, hai Dover, my of delay. What does Beishamai do with the word Dover? Nemar kan Dover. Beishamai learns a halacha that I think we're quite familiar with. It says the word Dover here in the parsha of 
Gerishen. V'nemer lahalon davar. And it says the word davar somewhere else. In the parish of Eidos. Al pishnei edim or al pishloisha edim yakum davar. Mal lahalon bishnei edim. Just like over there when the Torah is talking about davar, the Torah is talking about Eidos, how many edim? Two. Avkam bishnei edim. So to here, when the Torah talks about Kedushin and Gerishen, and when the Torah talks about a woman that was Matzah Ba'erva, where she was Mezana Tachas Bailo. How many Edom would we need to substantiate that this in fact happened? You would need two Edom. What we know as the rule, Ein Davash Ba'erva Pachas Mishnayim. So, said base Shama, you want to know why the Torah wrote the word Davar? To teach me Ein Davash Ba'erva Pachas Mishnayim. Now, this is the place that the Torah wanted it to be taught. So, the way Rashi explains it, and what Beis Shammai is saying is that the Torah, by saying Dover, is saying the following. That this man is giving his wife a get. erva, or kimatzaba ervas, Dover, but he found the erva al yidei to aid him. Meaning, if a person thinks his wife was mazana, but he doesn't have to aid him, being that ain't Dover shava erva pachas mishnayim, so therefore, the halach is, she's not going to be treated like a saito. But it's only kimatzaba ervas, and that's why the Torah wrote Dover. So the Torah didn't write Dover to be marva, that it doesn't have to be erva. The Torah wrote Dover to explain ervas. Ervas is only if it happened, Dover. responded to Shammai, if that's the way he's supposed to read the Pasuk, they know what the Torah should have said. The only time a man's allowed to give his wife a get is if he was matzah erva. Now, it has to be al Dover. Okay, so it should have said ki erva bidover. That's not what it says. It says ervas, which sounds like one thing, and Dover, which sounds like another thing. Listen, I hear according to me it's a little bit dachot. But let's be honest, Basil. According to you, the Pasuk reads so smoothly. How are you reading the Pasuk? Erva is one thing and Dover is another thing. If that's what the Torah really means to say, then what it should have said was, Oi Erva, Oi Dover. Miksev Oi Erva, Oi Dover. It says, Erva's Dover. So it's a little bit dachik according to me, and it's a little bit dachik according to you. Basil, Basil responds, and Basil gets the final word in this conversation, and it is Lahachik Siv Ervas Dover. No. The Torah wrote the word Ervas Dover, and the reason the Torah wrote the word Ervas Dover is the Mashmahachi or Mashmahachi. Meaning, what's your kasha? According to me, the Torah should have said, Oi Ervas, Oi Dover. The Torah could have said that. And that grammatically would have been the perfect way to make the primary point of the Pasuk. And that is, a man could divorce his wife, whether he found it var erva, or even if it's a dovar, even if it was hekticha tavshiloi. If that's the case, then why is it that the Torah didn't say it in that way? It's because the Torah also wanted to teach me another halacha. And that is that the only time... Uh, Erva is considered erva, meaning the only time we could substantiate a woman as having been mezana tachas ba'ila is if it was established al yidei to edim, which was beishamai's drasha. That is exactly what beishamai learns from the word davar. So Beisul tells beishamai the reason the Torah didn't write oy erva oy davar is because Torah actually wanted to teach me both halachas. Say what I learned from davar, and that is a man can divorce his wife even if it's not a dvar erva. And say what you learned from davar, and that is the halach of ein davar of erva pachas mishnayim. Had the Torah written it in the more grammatically correct way as it relates to my sheet and this mishnah, then the Torah would have written oy erva oy davar, but I wouldn't have known your halacha of ein davar of erva pachas mishnayim. So the Torah wrote it in a way where I would know both. And that is, the Torah wrote ervas and the Torah wrote davar, to teach me both halachas. According to you, Beishamai, the Torah is only teaching me one halacha from Dafar. It's only teaching me Ein Dafar Shabbat Rufachas Mishnayim. If that's the case, then just write it in the most grammatically correct way to teach me that one halacha. And that would be Erva 
Bidavar. According to me that this two halachas being taught, so we can't pick the most grammatically perfect way to teach me any one of the halachas, because I want to learn both halachas. It's Pashim Shatan, what's going on in this Gemara. But according to you, Beishami, Torah only teaching me one halacha. So if Torah only teaching me one halacha, it teaches it to me in the way that I would best know that halacha. Bottom line is, Machloikis, Beishami, and Beisil. According to Beishami, Loyigarish, Adam, as Ishtoi, Elam, came Matzabod, Var Erva. And according to Beisil, that in and of itself would be enough for a man to be able to give his wife a get. Lamaisa is the third sheet in the Mishnah. Third sheet is the sheet of Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva says, man could divorce his wife even if she wasn't Mizana, even if she never spoiled the dinner. That in and of itself would be enough. Rabbi Akiva said, I see it in the Pasik. The Pasik says, and then literally a second later, they were all debating the safe of the Pasik, but what are you going to do with the of the Pasik? The of Pasik makes it pretty clear that if it was loisimsa chembeinov, that in and of itself would be enough. So the Gemara says, but Michael, what's this machlek is all about? What is Beshame and Bisil on the one hand? And Rabbi Kiva, on the other hand, halt, right? And this machloikis, Bashan and are on the same team. They both agree that is not enough of a reason to give a get. The shayla is how you learn the words ervas davar. Rabbi Kiva holds, in and of itself is enough of a reason to give a get. So what's the machloikis? So the Gemara says, but the Lakish, they're arguing, and something Reish Lakish said, Amr Reish Lakish, Reish Lakish very famously said, ki, the word ki, which is a word that you find in the Torah many times, mishamish bedalu l'shaynis. It can mean one of four things. So if you're reading a pasuk in the Torah and you see the word key, what does the word key mean? It can mean one of four things. It can mean e, which is if, dilma, maybe, ela, only, daha, because. There's a long Rashi here where Rashi gives examples of all these different keys. Either way, says the Gemara, Beshamai Savri, Beshamai holds that the word key in this Pasuk means because. So what does the Pasuk say? If a man gets married and now his wife wasn't Noisachain, what's the next word? Key. So the word key over here means because. And what the Torah is saying is, meaning it's true the Pasuk says she wasn't Noisachain, but why wasn't she Noisachain? Because of the fact that there was an Ervas Dover. Now what does the Ervas Dover mean? So the Gemara says, Beshamay Savri. But Rashi says it doesn't just mean Beshamay, it means Beshamay and Besil, right? They're on the same team as it relates to this. So Beshamay learns Ervas Dover means Erva. Besil says Ervas Dover means Erva, Ura means Dover. But the bottom line is, if the word key means because, so the Torah never said that a man could divorce his wife if she's not Noisachem. The Torah said if she's not Noisachem because, oh, Matzabah Ervas Dover. So the Torah said before, there has to be an Ervas Dover. Rabbi Akiva Savri, Rabbi Akiva holds, Ki Matzabah Ervas Dover means Inami Matzabah Ervas Dover. The word key over here doesn't mean because, but the word key over here means if. And what the Torah is saying is, if she won't be noisachain, key. And the way the word key is taichd is, if there was an ervas davar. In other words, the Torah is giving two different tracks of why a man might be divorcing his wife. He's divorcing his wife, or he's divorcing his wife, so the Torah when it says is not explaining why she wasn't but Torah is just giving an additional reason why he's giving a get but the first reason is a reason in and of itself and has nothing to do with so that according to Rabbi Akiva it's true the Torah says that's enough of a reason for whereas according to it's true the Torah said that this man is giving his wife a get because it was 
But the Torah explained why it was Loi Simtza Chaim Be'enov. The time of the Kra, the reason this woman wasn't Loi Chaim was Ki, not if, but Ki Daha. Ki because it was Matzah Ba'ervas Davar. And if it's for that reason, it's for that reason, Bisham and Bissol maintained their position. Amalei Rapapa the Rava, Rapapa asked Rava, Loi Matzah Ba'loi Erva Veloi Davar Ma. What would be, according to Bisham and Bissol, a man gives his wife a get. And there was no Erva, there was no Davar. So, side Bishamay, side Bissol, they both agree with that this man did was wrong. Mao, what's the halacha? In other words, does this man have to remarry his wife or not? Will we force him to be machzig rushasai or will we not force him to be machzig rushasai? So, Rava, Rapapa asked this question to Rava. Amalei, so Rava told Rapapa, Midigali Rachmanagabi Oynes, that bring you a raya. Because the Torah was megala to us in the parish of Oynes, la yucha le shalcha kol yom. The halacha is if a man is ma'anes, a woman. Only if she's a Naira, only if she's a Psula, but assuming she fits the criteria for the parish of Oynas. So if a man is Ma'anas and Isha, the Torah says he has to pay a Knas. Additionally, he has to marry this woman. Additionally, the Torah gives a Loisasa, This man's never allowed to divorce his wife. And Chazal Darshan from the words, that that if at any point this man does divorce his wife, he has a mitzvah to go and remarry her. So said Rabbi Terapapa, there's one place in the Torah where the Torah said that a man's not supposed to divorce his wife. If he does divorce her, go ahead and marry her. But it's only there. Hasam Hudagali Rachmano. Over there, the Torah was Megala this Indian. So it's over there that this Allah is going to be. True, but as it relates to a, a man that violated the Shaman Basil in our Mishnah, over here you don't have that Giloy, and if that's the case, Mada of it, of it, whatever happened, happened, and therefore we're not going to force this person to go now and remarry his wife. What happens if a man decided that he wants to divorce his wife? But he didn't tell his wife yet that this is what he plans on doing, and in the meantime, she's taking care of him. Like, is that okay or is that not okay? Rashi says, Would, Will this man be punished for what he's doing or not? Meaning he's deceiving her. She's taking care of him, thinking that they're happily married. In the meantime, he's plotting already to give a get. So, when Rav was asked this question, he recited the following passage. A passage in Mishle that says, You should not come up with ideas to do something bad to your friend. To the extent that in his mind he thinks that you're one of his buddies and you know, he's putting in trust, his trust in you. So Rava said that this Indian that you're describing, I think this is what Shleim HaMelech was referring to in that Pasuk in Mishle. So there's a Pasuk about it, which sounds like it's not a good thing. Tanyo, Rameyer used to say, so what does this mean? So Rashi says that when it comes to food, people have different approaches in terms of how much of a mephonic, how much of an istinus they're going to be. In fact, Ramir is going to describe three types of people. There are people that are a, a real istinus. If there's food that's a little dirty, somebody touched it, you know, they start getting uh, very, very paranoid and they don't want to have anything to do with it. Then there are people that go in the Derech HaMamotza and then there are people that this whole thought doesn't really cross their mind. And Rameir used to say that just like you find three different Hanhagas, there's Gimel Deis when it comes to Michael, you find the same thing as it relates to Nosh, as it relates to women. So what does that even mean? So Rashi says, and it's going to be pretty clear in the Gemara, it's referring to men having this as it relates to their wives and their Darkei Hatsnios. 
Meaning, just like there's a man that's like a real istanis, he won't touch food, he won't eat anything. If there's a chashash, then maybe it's a little bit dirty or there's some germs or there's some issue with it. There are men that they're very, very makhbit that their wife shouldn't look at anybody, shouldn't talk to anybody, as the Gemara is going to describe. There are people that go with the derech hamamutza when it comes to the way they behave towards their wives, just like when it comes to food. And then there are people that, fakert, they're more frivolous, that just like when it comes to meichel, they don't care. When it comes to noshim, they don't care about it. So Rameir explained, there's a person that if a, a zvuv falls into his kais, so he's drinking a glass of wine, and now all of a sudden a zvuv, uh, a fly fell in. So what's he going to do? He's going to throw it away. He's not going to drink it. Meaning, he's a istinus, he's a mephonic, he is not going to take another sip out of that glass of wine. And Rameir said, this is an extreme. And this was the mida of Papas ben Yehuda. Whenever he would leave his house, he would lock the door to his house to make sure that his wife wasn't able to go out. Meaning, he was so paranoid, he was such an istinus when it come, came to his wife's sneers that he mamish didn't trust her. And this bothered him so much that he would literally lock the door. There's a person said, where a fly is going to fall into his kais, he'll throw away the zvuv, but he'll drink the, the glass of wine. This is most people. And really, most people, when it comes to the way they conduct themselves with their wife, they'll allow their wife, she can talk to her brothers and to her craven. It's going to be okay. But somebody else, then already, maybe they'll be suspicious. But this is... Midas kol adam, the ishtach adam. But then Rabbi Meir said, "There's a third type of person." This person is not drinking a cup of wine; he's eating, and a zvuv falls in. The first thing he does is he sucks. He literally eats the zvuv, and then he eats the rest of the food. Meaning, this whole Indian Adarab, he just added a little more to the salad. He's happy about this. This is the midah of a very, very bad person. He sees his wife Yoitza. She goes out. Her hair is uncovered. Shook and she's spinning and the shuk her clothing got torn from both sides meaning she's not dressed as well and she even bathes with other men and this person doesn't care so the Gemara asks an interesting kasha Machlikis Rashi and Toysus had even learned Pashup Shah in the Gemara could it be that this woman is actually bathing with other men who said not so the way Rashi learns the Gemara is that Rameyer, when he was describing these three men, he wasn't describing a man whose wife is really, really chasha that she's being mezana. It's just different anhogis. And Rameyer is saying that this is a bad midah and he's probably encouraging you to maybe give a get. But not that Yechayev Lagarsha, not that she's really a chashuda, that she's really a zaina. If this last woman, this third case, is Reichetzes and Bnei Adam, if then Luchur, the man, has an obligation to give a get. Rashi's Lashin is, And she's physically usher. And if that's the case, that she's physically usher, then Luchur, it's more chomer than what Rameir seems to be describing. Ella, so the Gemara says, because of this question, you have to tweak it a little bit. It doesn't mean that she literally bathes with other men. She'll go bathe in the same place that men are bathing. So it's more of a, a question of darke atzniyos. But in Hanami, she's, there's no reglaim ludava that she was actually mezan with anybody. And therefore, this kash is not a kash. It says the Gemara, as it relates to this woman, this last woman, there's a mitzvah to divorce her, Shinema, the Pasuk says, Ki ervas, v'goymer v'shilcha mi and 
it's so this man has a mitzvah to divorce her, the way Rashi is learning the Gemara, and Taisa struggles with this. There's no chiv to divorce her, because it's not really a situation where there's a glaim l'dava that she was mezana, but at the very least, a mitzvah, l'garsha, that's something that you are going to have. Now, the Torah says that after a man gave his wife a get, she went and she married somebody else. Why did the Torah say that? It's, why is it important in the narrative of the psukim of the Torah? The reason is because the Torah right afterwards is going to tell me the love of Machsig Rishasi. That if she goes and she marries somebody else, and then the second husband gives her a get, or the second husband dies, so now she's technically available to get married again. The first husband has a loisa say in the Torah, what we know is the love of Machsig Rishasi, he's not let her go and marry this woman again. Now, when the Torah describes the second man that she went to marry, the Torah describes him as an Ishacher. Vaholcha vahoisa le Ishacher. And the Gemara is. Medayik, the why did the Torah refer to him as an Ish Acher? Really, what the Torah should have referred to him is, is the second man. Right? Torah talks about the Baal Harishon, and in that case, this man should be the, the Baal Hasheni. Why are we calling him an Acher? That's the Diak of the Gemara. The reason we're calling him an Acher is to make a point that this second man that married this woman is an Acher. He's different, Klape the the first husband. How so? The first husband divorced his wife because of an ervas dover. So he was mighty. This woman who's a rishami beisai. And this person took a completely different approach. So the first man, he's an ishkosher. There's a woman that she was mezana tachtov. There's a chashash she was mezana tachtov. He goes and gives a get. And what does this other person do? So he's an ishacher in terms of his hanhog. But his hanhog is very different than the hanhog of the first person. Now just to be Clear, even though we said this machlokes b'shayim v'silol, when the Torah says kimatzav ervas davar, doesn't mean dafka that the get happened because of erva, or maybe it happened afilo hikdicha tafshiloi. So if he's giving a get because of hikdicha tafshiloi, that doesn't make the second person an acher. That's all true, but at the same time, at the same time, the Torah did say also that could be the man gave the get because it was matzav ervas. So the reason we're referring to him as an acher is in the event that the reason he gave the get was because of ervas. So then the second person that married her would be an acher. If the reason he's giving a get is because of k'dichat avshiloi or going to Yakiva, if the reason he's giving a get is because he was matzav ishan that was no himeno, so in that instance the wouldn't be a problem. The only reason this is an issue and the reason we're calling him an acher is because the Torah is for sure also describing a man that gave a get because of ervas and that's why we refer to him as an Acher. Zok Gemara, as relates to the second person, Zohar Sheini, if the second person has the Schosem Shulcha, he's going to end up giving her a get as well. Shenemar, Usneyo Ha'isha Achren, Ve'imlav, and if he doesn't have the Schosem Koivrisoi, marrying this woman who was a woman he shouldn't have married is going to end up being his downfall. She's going to bury him. Shenemar, the Pasuk says, Oikiyomus Ha'isha Achren, and Kedai Hu B'misa, says the Gemara, that really this person deserves to die, Shezeh Ha'itzi Rishami Beisoi, because the first husband was and he went just the opposite and he brought her in. The Pasuk says, as we come to the very, very end of the Masechah, Now this is a Pasuk in Malachi, Perik base Pasuk Tazayin. Said the Gemara, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda said, what does it mean? What the Torah is saying is that if you don't like your wife, you hate her, you can send her away. Meaning, what's the, the Nakuda? So Rashi says, Rabbi Yudah holds like Rabbi Akiva, that you don't need a reason to divorce your wife. It doesn't have to be Matzah Ba'erva. It doesn't even have to be Matzah Ba'darva. 
doesn't even have to be a Ketichat Avshila. But this in itself, that you don't like her right now, she's not Noisachem by you, that's enough of a reason. Rabbi Yochanan said, that's not what the Pasuk is coming to say. Rabbi Yochanan held not like Rabbi Akiva. He held like Beshamai or more like Beisilol. So what then does the Pasuk mean when it says, Kisone Shalach? What the Pasuk is coming to say is, Sonui HaMeshaleach, that a man that gives his wife a get, he himself is Sonui. And the Gemara says, Veloi Pligi, there's no Machloikes, Habe Zivig Rishon, Habe Zivig Sheini. As it relates to Zivig Rishon, so then there's an Indian of Sonui HaMeshaleach. As it relates to Zivig Sheini, so then we're more lenient, and then if a person wants to give her a get, in Sanesh that in of itself would be enough. I'm Rabbi Laz, Rabbi Laz said, any person that divorces his first wife, I feel the Mizbech, even the Mizbech cries, as the Pasik says, so the Pasik over here is describing some episode where the Mizbech is crying. Right, tears, as Mizbach Hashem, Bechiv Anoko, the Lashonis of crying. And, and who's crying? It's the Mizbeach. Vamartem, Alma, the Pasa continues and says, Why? Why was the Mizbeach crying? Because of some begida that took place between you, the husband, and Eishes Nurecha. That's Zivig Rishon. So you see from here that when a person is Megarish Ishtoy Rishoyno, Afilu Mizbeach Moirud Olav Dmois, that's the way Mesechtis Gitin ends. But before we say the words, two horrors. One very, very short, one a little bit long. The very, very short one is, so we have a machloikis here in the Mishnah between Beishamai and Beisil. Beishamai oimrim, vayigarish adam es ishtoi, elim kei matzobot var erva. Beisil ol oimrim, afilu hiktichat avshiloi. So I once heard from our Yedid, Rav Mordechai Kamenetzky Shlita, he said over in the name of his Zayda, Rav Yaakov Kamenetzky, who asked the obvious question. We're all familiar from throughout Shas. That Bisham Bissel not only saw the world differently when it came to halacha, all the different machloikism that we have, but when it came to Hanhaga, when it came to Ben Adam they were very, very different. Bishamai seemed to be a little rougher, quote unquote. Bishilel in Hilchas Mitois were Nitzstein in a very, very nifflidig way. In fact, the Gemara says in Masechtas Erevind after Yudgimel Amid Beis that the Baskal that came and was ultimately machria. All the machloikis in between Beisham and Beisil, that the lachas like Beisil said that why is it that the lachas like Beisil? Not because they were better in learning. Fakir, Beishamai was better in learning. Beishamai, the Gemara says, were but it's because of the fact that in Midois, they were much, much greater than were the school of Shammai. And the truth is, these two Hanhagas between the schools of Beishamai and the schools of Beisil, they trace themselves back to the patriarchs of these two great movements. Shammai Azokin himself and Hill Azokin. We know the Gemara in Perak Bamem Adlikin, where the Gare came to Shammai and he told me, Teach me Kola Tayra Kula Regalachs, and Shammai threw him out the window. And then he came to Beisil, and Beisil worked with him, It's obviously we're talking about great Sadiqim, and obviously we have to be careful. But Eim Mikri Yoitzim Edeb Shute, Chazawa Megalo to us, that Beishamai's Hanhaga was one way, and Beisil's Hanhaga was another way. So Yaakov Kamenetsky asked, he said he doesn't understand if that's the case. How's it possible that Bishamai holds that the only time a man can give his wife again if he was Matzah Dvar Ervo? Whereas Bishilel, 
who seems to take the opposite approach, always, they hold no. You come home, your wife burnt supper, that's fine. You want to give her a get? No one's going to stop you. It's literally dovar, it's ke'ilu, it's erva, l'chura, haga It would seem to be mamish fakert from everything we've ever learned and ever known about the anhoga v'shamay and between the anhoga v'shamay. So Rabbi Kamenetsky was masber with a marshal. He said there was a man who lost his ishes n'urim. And after his wife passed away, so every Shabbos he would go eat by another one of his children. And there was a joke in the family that after the Shabbos meal, the husband would compliment his daughter or his daughter-in-law, whoever it was that prepared the Suda, but he would always turn to her and he would always say that, you know, the meal was amazing, this was great, that was great, the cholent was fantastic, but it wasn't like the mama's cholent. Mama's cholent, that was something very, very special, what could I do? I missed the mama's cholent. This has been going on for years and years. This man is eating by one of his daughters. The daughter wakes up in the morning, she burnt the cholent, and she felt terrible. And here, my, husband, my father's coming. I have him once every six weeks. He loves it so much. I burnt it, and she felt really, really bad. Either way, what are you going to do? She served the burnt chalm. At the end of the meal, the father goes through his graces, and he starts thanking his daughter for this. He thanks his daughter for that. And then he looks at her. He says, you should know, this is the first time you got it right. You literally made your mother's chalm. So Rabbi Kamenetsky said, this man had been living with a wife who every single Shabbos was serving him burnt chalm. But at the same time, in his mind, this was the best cholent in the world. You know why? Because it was the mama's cholent. So Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky said, Beis Hillel had such a heritage, they had such sensitivity to what it means shalom bias, to what it means ben adam lechaveroi, that in Beis Hillel's world, if you come home and your wife serves you dinner and you taste it and you feel like it's burnt cholent, vaistois, there's a problem. And if that's the case, you can go ahead and you can give a get. The reason Basil holds Afilo Ikdichat Afshilo, it doesn't come Fakert because no, oh, burnt show, no problem. Next, Fakert. Because he understood relationships on such a level. What do you mean you, you tasted burnt show? It's your wife's chalent. I'll call Pishon Techasa Ahava. If you see something that's imperfect with your Asia's Nurim, there's a chsarin. That's a Matzaba Ervas Dover. And that's why Daiker Basil holds. You can't live. What does that even mean? There's something wrong, something fundamentally wrong. That's why if the man wants, he could go ahead and he can give again. That's the short ha'ara. The long ha'ara is in the spirit of being mekasher, the beginning of the Masechta, to the end of the Masechta, so we just finished Masechta's Gitin, and literally, 90 days ago-ish, we began Mesechtes Getin, and we did so in the Alt Nayashul in Prague. We had the schus then to speak out a long raid bite. It was the very, very epic saga of the Get of Kaliva, which was something that very much took place and ran through the desk of the Knight of Yehuda, who was the Rav of Prague at the time. So I think that it's appropriate to mention now Another epic drama that took place around the same time, mid-1700s, and I think will be Mekayim, this Indian, of starting Mesech Gitin in Prague, in the Altna Yeshul, and finishing it in Garden View here in the mountains. But Me'inyan Le'inyan Ba'oise Inyan, just a, another get that really captured the imagination of the G'doylim and of the Hamoinam. And as we'll see, there's a little bit of a punchline. And that is as follows. The story took place 
In the mid-1700s, there was a man and a woman that were married. The man's name was Rabbi Yeshua Heschel Horowitz. The woman's name was Vitcha. Agav, Vitcha was a European nickname for Chaya. So her name was Chaya, but she was known more popularly as Vitcha. So Heschel Horowitz and Vitcha were married. Now, Heschel and Vitcha both came from esteemed, illustrious rabbinic families. They were also both, both, tremendous Talmidei Chachamim. Heschel was a Baki B'Sha'as of Boiskin, and even Vitcha, she was a Talmidei Chachamim, Mamish Mufleges, in an incredible, incredible way. They were married for many years, they didn't have children, and they also didn't have a lot of Shalom Barrios. And Vayi Ayoim Heschel decided that he wants to give his wife a get. She didn't want to accept the get. Askodim got involved, Rabbanim got involved, and they were working on trying to, to figure something out. But she was holding out. She did not want to, to take a get. There was a big Urid in Lvov. And so many of the Chasheva people descended upon Lvov. And Heschel thought that this was an opportunity for him to finally give his wife a get. So he convened a Bezdin, some people that he knew, and he had the Bezdin summons. Vitcha, this woman, to their court, and the idea was going to be they were going to try to convince her to try to accept again. Lamaisa, she was Misarif. She did not want to, and she said that, I, I don't know who you are, I, I don't know any of the Rabban. Again, she's a big Talmud Chachshim, she knows Truvis, she knows Poiskin. She says, I'm not so sure this is something that I'm obligated to do. And as a result, she said, I'm sorry, but, but I'm not willing to come. As soon as she said that, the Bezdin saw an opportunity. What was the opportunity? So we know, we just spoke about this the other day, that there's a cherim to Rabbeinu Gershon. Rabbeinu Gershon said that a man, although Medina de Gemara is allowed to divorce his wife, Balkarcha, however, it's not something that a person should do. In fact, if a person's going to divorce his wife, Balkarcha, he is going to suddenly be bound by this spell, by this cherim, whatever that is, but we know it's extremely, extremely chum. And the Ramah brings the Cherem Dermen Gershon, the Beis doesn't, as we spoke about the other day, but the Ramah does, in Evan Ezra Simon, Kufyo Tes Sivvav. And when the Ramah brings it, he gives a very, very prominent carve-out. He says as follows. The Mechaber says, Yochel Gershon Beloi Daita. Zok to Ramah V'chol Zamidin, Avra Rabbeinu Gershon, Hichrim, Shaloi Legarish Isha Shaloi Midaita, Imloi Sha'avra Aldas. Unless she's an Iveris Aldas. So if a woman is Iveris Aldas, meaning she doesn't listen to the Chachamim, then a man has a right, if he wants, to divorce her, Balkarcha. So the Bezdin said, we were masmin her to death. She did not listen. If that's the case, she's an Iveris Aldas. If she's an Iveris Aldas, the halacha is, there's no cherem der menagarashim. We could be megarish her, Balkarcha. The next thing Vitcha knows, she's walking in the Yerid. She gets knocked down to the floor. She looks up. A get is being put into her hand. She starts fighting. As she's fighting, the get gets torn. But the people that were there all claimed that before she had the ability to tear the get, she received the get. She received the Balkarcha. And although there's a Chem Dermen Gersh, she's not be Megarish, a woman Balkarcha, but she's an Averis Aldas. And the Bezd in Paskin, Nimnu, Vigamru, the Allah is that this woman is going to be Megarishas. She said that I understand all this, but at the same time, I'm telling you, I tore the get before I received it. This was literally a he said, she said, like what he said. And they said, no, no, no. We saw she had received the get. There was a little bit of a tumult. 
Agav, there was a tumult because the of Bezdin of Lvov at the time was a tremendous guy, and a very famous guy in Reb Chaim Akoyemi Rappaport. And he wasn't consulted about this. This was like some pop-up Bezdin that was put together. Chshuvim. My understanding is that the Rosh of this little Bezdin was none other than one of the sons of the Pnei Yeshua, one of the great Rabbanim in Europe. But the bottom line is, he was a little upset about this, but Lamaisa she got to get. And after a little bit of a tumult, he went on his way, she went on her way. Now his way was he remarried, and he had a family. Her way was she stood by her position that she tore the get before she ever received it, and that she was in the Gureshes, and she was living by herself, as an ish, as a woman that was literally an aguna because she felt that her husband that she's married to is living on the other side of the continent, not giving her a get when really she needs a get in order for her to be able to get married. Fast forward 11 years later. This woman, Vitcha, had a very famous uncle. You might have heard of him. His name was Rabbi Cheskalander. At this point, this famous uncle was the Rav of Prague. The Baal Noida Yehuda. And the Noida Yehuda is talking to his niece. It was the Noida Yehuda's brother's daughter. And they're talking. And she's recounting the story of this very, very traumatic moment that she's walking in the street and she gets knocked down and she starts sharing with her uncle the details. And she says, let me tell you what happened. I was walking and all of a sudden these two bulvans come. in the Yehudim. They knock me down to the ground. I'm mamish, I'm all tzemished. I look up, and there's a man, not my husband. He takes the get, and he gives it to me. And this is the story. So the Yehuda says, one second. You mean it wasn't the husband that gave you the get? It was somebody else? He says, yeah, no, my husband wasn't there. He wasn't, he wasn't going to face me like this. No, somebody else gave the get. What do you mean? It was a shliach. Yeah, 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 it was a shliach. Said the Naid Yehuda, he said, if that's the case, we have to revisit this whole story. It's posh to me that this get is not a get. He says, what do you mean? How does this change anything? So Naid Yehuda said like this. Because the emesis, I grado was mefakfik very, very much on this whole psaac. I didn't think ever for one second that you had a din of an Iveris Aldas because you didn't listen to some Papa Bezdin and you didn't show your face. That's not Iveris Aldas. I feel that from the deepest part of my soul. The problem is at the end of the day, you receive the get. So once you receive the get, you're divorced. And even though there's a Cherem Derabin or Gershem, but you got the get. And if you got the get, you're and, and there was nothing I could say. But if the get happened, Al Yudei Shliach, it's a whole different sugya. You know why? Because everybody knows that even though Shluchay Shaladim Kemoisai, but at the same time, the Allah is ain't Shliach Ludvar Avera. And if a Shliach does an Avera, the Shlichus is not Nesiachis to the Mishaleach. And in this case, the Shliach did an Avera. And because the Shliach did an Avera, what was the Avera? He was over on the Chem Dramir Gershom. Now, he doesn't think he did, but I think he did. And if that's the case now, on the side that we're right, that you didn't have a dinner by Veris Aldas, this Shlichus was Kemonitkan Shlichus. And if that's the case, he was never working for the husband, your husband never gave you a get. If that's the case, we have to revisit this. And that's exactly what the Neid Yehuda did. Now, Yehuda writes a letter which is printed in Shailus Hatshuva's Neid Yehuda. It's in Evan Ezer. It's a Madura Kama. This is the Madura that was put out. Bechayev Shalom Neid Yehuda. So Yehuda wanted this printed. And the Neid Yehuda, in Simen I and He, he tells the story. And the way he describes it is Maisa Be'echa Chegirish Ishtoi Harishoi Na Al Yedei Shliach Ubal Karcha. 
He tells the story very dramatically. But the bottom line is, is said in Eidah Yehuda, we have to revisit this. Because in the event that she was not an Iveris Aldas, turns out, and if we're going to have an issue. After the Eidah Yehuda printed his letter, it's not clear who he wrote the letter to, but after he put this letter out there, there was a rebuttal that was written by Heschel, Hassan Benan, his own famous uncle. And he was also very, very famous, very great man, known as Reb Itzikol Hamburger. Reb Itzikol Hamburger was Kishmoy Kachi. He was the Rav of Hamburg. Now, Hamburg at that time was one of the most prestigious kehilas in Kalei In fact, the Yoyde Dover know that Hamburg was really one-third of what was known as the triple community. Altona, Hamburg, and Wandsbeck. Now, just to get enough feel for how big of a shtel this was, Rav Itzikal Hamburger became the Rav of Hamburg. He took over the position of Rav Yenis and Ibishitz, who, when he was Rav of Hamburg, made Hamburg quite famous, Kiyodua. But the bottom line is, so he was Memala Mekoymoy, so Rav Yenis and Ibishitz, and Rav Itzikal Hamburger, whose name was Rav Yitzchak Halevi Ish Horowitz, he came to defend his nephew against the defense of the Neid of Yehuda for his niece. This is fascinating. And he writes a rebuttal to the tshuva of, of the Neid of Yehuda. And he was methodic on the Neid of Yehuda on a few points. Number one, he said, regarding the whole premise of the Neid of Yehuda, that this woman did not have a dinner of an Averis Adas because of the fact that she was Messiah and she refused to stand in front of the court. I disagree with that. So let's just get that out of the way. As far as I'm concerned, there was no Aver that was done. Because the Ramos has Mephurish that there's no Chemder Menegashin to be Megash Yishav al Karcho if she's an Aver Sadas. Additionally, Yishtelin Tzu, Ein Shlich Dvar Aver, Mechatesi, Ein Shlich Dvar Aver relates to a cherem. All this is is a cherem de Rabbeinu Gershon. And he went to make his case that's not so posh to me that you say Ein Shlich Dvar Aver when all you're dealing with is a cherem. Additionally, he said the Shliach himself, in his mind, he definitely didn't know that he was doing an Avera. Shliach was listening to Bezdin. The of Bezdin might have been the son of the Pnei Yeshua. So in his mind, he's doing the biggest mitzvah in the world. So if a person does an Avera, a Shlichus of Dvar Avera, where the Shlich doesn't think he's doing an Avera, he does a Peshoigik. Is it so passionate over there that you're going to say, ain't Shlichus Dvar Avera? Wasn't so passionate to Rabbi Itzikol Hamburger. But the biggest issue that he had with the Neid Behuda, and that's really where most of the meat of this pulmus plays itself at is, he told the Neid of Yehuda, I think you're saying a Chiddush in Halacha, that's not Emes. What was the Chiddush that the Neid of Yehuda was saying? Neid of Yehuda said that because the Shliach gave the Get Balkarcha, he did an Avera. What was the Avera? He was over on the Cherem, the Rabbeinu Gershem. So therefore, the Shlichos is not a Shlichos, and the Get is not a Get. Said Rabbi Tzadol Hamburger, even if we're going to accept every single Hanacha that you made, and we're going to assume right now that because of the fact that the person was over on the Cherem de Rabbeinu Gershem, so therefore there was an Avera that took place. But does that mean that the get is not a get? Ein Chedvar Avera argued Rabbi Hamburger means that if somebody makes a Shliach to do an Avera, the Avera is not Nisiachis to the Meshaleach, but the Avera is Alarosh Shel So if somebody tells somebody, go be Mechal Shabbos for me, 
And he's Michal Shabbos. Who gets the Aver? The Shlich and the Mishalech. So you'll tell me, Shluchay Shaladim Kamaisai. The Mishalech gets the Aver. No, Al Zenemar, Kedushan, Dachmem Gimel, Amad Aleph, Eid Shlich Advar Aver. The Aver doesn't go over Bishlichos. But let's say somebody made a Shlich to make a Kenyan. Do the Kenyan by Aver. Even though it's true, the Aver itself is not going to go back to the Mishalech. Oh, but the Kenyan itself, Avad, is going to go back to the Mishalech. Eid Shlich Advar Aver means that the the Aver itself doesn't go over Bishlichos. But as it relates to the Atzim Kenyan that was done at the time that the Aver took place, that Avada is going to go back. So if Itzchel Hamburger writes to the Noid of Yehuda, and he tells the Noid of Yehuda that you're telling me that because he was over the Chemdur of Enogershem, so therefore the Ged is not a Ged. Afilu Lididach, Afilu Noniach, that you're 100% right. That just means that the Aver of violating the Chemdur of Enogershem is on the Shliach, it's not on the Mishaleach. Abavos is Negei, the Etzim Gerish, and of course the Ged was Chal. And if the Ged was Chal, she's going to be a Megureshes. So Mamon of Shach, she's a Megureshes. I'm not sure what you saw differently. Now, Yehuda was chaylik. Now, Yehuda held that ain't shlich advar means that if somebody makes someone a shlich and the shlich doesn't have aver, it's not just that the aver doesn't go back to the Mishalech, but the whole Indian is not Nesiachas to the Mishalech. And if the whole Indian is not Nesiachas to the Mishalech, then you're left over here with with nothing. And there's no get. There's no get. So now we have to really drill onto this point whether she was an Averis Aldas or she wasn't an Averis Aldas because in the event that she was not an Averis Aldas, it comes out that really this get was not a get. Now, we have printed in Shiloh's Tshuva's Noi Debi Yehuda. Incidentally, this whole drama is 40 pages in Tshuva's Noi Debi Yehuda. So it's very, 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 very long. But we have the Shakla Vitaria between the Noi Debi Yehuda and Rabbi Itzikol Hamburger. And as a disclaimer, it's feisty. It gets very, very intense. And what's interesting about it is that the Noi de Yehuda and Rabitzical Hamburger, they were old friends. In fact, their relationship went back to the brother Klois. So we've mentioned the brother Klois by Unz and the Chabur in the past. So once upon a time, there were what were known as Kloises. A Klois was what you'd call today Yeshiva, but Klois was a synonym and had a more acute meaning, but it was some form of a yeshiva. Now, Brod was always an Irva in Yisrael, and within Brod there were many yeshivas, but the yeshiva that by far was the hardest to get into, you needed the most protection, and it was, this was the place, the it yeshiva was known as the Brod Klois. The Noi de Yehuda was a very, very prominent member, Al Tsiung man of the Brod Klois, so was Rabbi Itzikal Hamburger. They learned together in the same Chabura, and they were Yedidim Namonim. In fact, they became a chotanim. The Neid Yehuda did a shidduch where a bitzikal hamburger. The Neid Yehuda's son Yaakovka, who we really talk a lot about in our Chabura, was married to Rabitzikal Hamburger's daughter. So they were Mamish Mukhotanim. But Agav, Rabitzikal Hamburger had another very, very famous Aiden, Ramashul Negra, who was the Rav in Prezberg before the Chsam Seifer became Rav in Prezberg. He also had a very famous grandson. One of his daughters had a son who would go on to become one of the greatest Rebbes of all time, Rabbi Naftali Rapshitza. But the bottom line is this is a little bit the family tree of the great Rabitzikal Hamburger. So Rabitzikal Hamburger was very, very close to the Neid Yehuda, and they were Michutanim. In fact, if you go through the tshuva, as the punches are fly. Mechutani, mechutani, right? So don't try this at home. But mamish my mamam, balip the mechutan. This is what you think shot and toysvis is no way in the world. So just to get a little bit of a time, a little bit of a flavor of, of what's going on over here. And really, the proper way to do this is, is spend another 45 minutes and recap. We're not going to do that. But just to get a mashahu of a time, now we'll, we'll go through this fast, is the Noida Behuda primarily based his shita 
He primarily based his opinion on a toistus in the Sechtis Bav Metziah, Daf Yud This is a little bit of an audible. As Hashem, we're going to learn the sugi of Einshlech and Varavera coming up in a few weeks. It's in Berka Ishmaqadish. We'll go through the night with Zeraya from Toysis and Bava Metziah, Daf Yud But he based his Shita primarily on a Toysis and Bava Metziah, Daf Yud In fact, it's in the Furish of If you would learn the Toysis, if I would learn the Toysis, if us. Mortals would learn the Taisvis, we would think the Taisvis is saying exactly what the Night of is saying. The Eishlich Dvaravir doesn't just mean that the Aveir is not Nesiachas to the but Eishlich Dvaravir means that the whole Kenyan, in this case, the whole Get, is not a Get. The Meister of Itzikal Hamburger and others didn't see the Taisvis the way the Night of Yehuda saw the Taisvis. And the Meister of Itzikal Hamburger brought Rayas. Rayas from Shas, not like the Night of Yehuda. Just mention some of his Rayas really, really quickly. The Allah is that. If somebody writes a get on Yisurei Hana, it's going to be a little Chazara now. The get is a, a kosher get. It's a Mephorish Gemara. Get in Davchaf Amaralf. If you remember, the Gemara said, and one of them, Iran, said, If I want, I could pass all the gittin in the world. And the question was, why? They might have a whole shock of Atariya. So one man said, maybe the reason you could pass all the gittin is, because it says in the Torah, V'nasan B'yada, and again, it's a chasp alma. It sounds like V'nasan has to have a kedei nesina, right? It has to have a, a value. It has to, at the very least, be worth a shavapruta. And most gittin are not worth a shavapruta. But the Gemara says, no, get doesn't have to have value. How do I know that? If you write again on Yisrael, then the get's going to be a kosher get. So you see clearly that no, it's not a problem if it doesn't have any value. So the Allah is if you write a get on Yisurah, no, it's kosher. Stating that, it's brought down a Shulchan Aruch, it's only kosher by the Evid. The Chatchila, it's also to write a get on Yisurah, no, because you're having Hanah from the Yisurah, no. So because you're having Hanah from the Yisurah, no, when you write a get on Yisurah, no, right? Pretty straightforward. So therefore, the Allah is the Chatchila, you're not allowed to write. But by the Evid, you could. So if Itzkel Hamburger said, who usually writes a get? Cypher. Cypher is a, a shliach. It says every time a cypher writes a get on Yisuri Hanah, he's doing an Aver. It's Portan Shulchan Aruch, you're not allowed to do it. He's having Hanah from Yisuri Hanah. But the yeah, evidence kosher, I understand. But Lechatchili, you're not allowed to. So Lechura, every single time a cypher writes a get on Yisuri Hanah, he's being over in shliach ledvar Avera. Yet that law is it's kosher. So you see clearly, doesn't mean that whatever you're doing wasn't done. It just means that the Avera of writing on Yisurah, no, it's the Seifer's Avera. It's not the husband's Avera. But at the same time, you see the Ged is, is going to be a Kasher Ged. Rabbi Zikal Hamburger asked another Kasher. He says, brought down a Shulchan Aruch, the Yosef says, that if somebody would write a Ged on Shabbos, or on Yom Kippur, this was Mamish, a situation, wasn't B'Koch Nefesh, but he decided that he has to write this get right away. And he wrote the get on Shabbos or on Yom Kippur. If he does it B'Shoikig, not amazing. if he does it B'Shoikig, Dalach it's kosher. So again, Rabbi Tzikil Hamburger told the Nehid of Yehuda, who usually writes a get? It's usually written by uh, a cipher. A cipher, if he wrote the get on Shabbos or Yom Kippur, he did an Aver. And even if he did a B'Shoikig, but Yeshlich or Eishlich of Aver, even if it's B'Shoikig, is playing out in the sugya. So if that's the case, why is the get a kosher get? We should say, the get is not a get. The terror says, the just means that the Avera violating Shabbos and Yom Kippur, that's something that doesn't go back to the husband. But as it relates to the get, Avada the get's going to be a get. Yes, another kasher. There's a Chuvas Haran, where the Ran says, if somebody made a nether, he's not going to divorce his wife. So he himself can't write the get. But he can have a cipher go ahead and write the get. So said, Yitzchakal Hamburger, what do you mean? The cipher can go ahead and the cipher can write again. L'chayra, if the cipher writes the get and the cipher is doing an Aveira because through him you're violating this nether, so then the whole shlichus is not a shlichus. So this whole thing doesn't even start. Yitzchakal Hamburger asked another kasha. The halach is, we saw it in today's daf, that if somebody is ma'anas and isha, 
there's a chiv to marry her. Not just that, lo yuchel l'shalchel He's never allowed to give her a get. What happens if he gives her a get? The get's chal. It was in today's stuff, right? The Gemara said you have a chiv to remarry her, but the get is certainly going to be chal. So he said most people, when they divorce their wives, they divorce their wives al yedei shliach. That's the way most get didn't happen. And being that most get didn't happen, al yedei shliach, salachura, how could somebody go now and be megarish, his wife, that he was ma'anis, or why is it that it's kosher? L'chayr, it probably happened al yedei shliach, and being that it probably happened al yedei shliach, so we should say, and based on that, this whole thing shouldn't work. He asked him another kasha. We had a sugya earlier in the Masechta, that if somebody sends a shliach to be meshachar as evet kanani, Someone makes a shliach to be meshachar as Evet Kanani. Is a shiloh, could you be chayzer, could you not be chayzer? Is it a schus for an Evet Kanani to be meshachar, or is it a chay for an Evet Kanani to be meshachar? Frey, Rabitzakal Hamburger, a bumba kasha. And this kasha we spoke out when we learned Gittin Daftes, it's from Kivegas kasha. He asked a myrdiga kasha. His kasha was, I understand this whole case in the first place. Why? The Gemara says, Hamashachar Avdoi is over So if Meshachar Avdoi is over when the shliach goes and the shliach is meshachar the Evet, he's doing an Aveira. If he's doing an the whole shlichus is not a shlichus anyways. So how does this whole thing get on? Even starting, this should be a problem. He said, Sounds like you're not supposed to do it. So if you're not supposed to do it, so how could you make a shliach? Why is that not a problem? Talach is a father could be Makadish's daughter. That's Allah. Father could be Makadish's daughter. But the Gemara and Mesachtis Kedushim, we're going to learn it very, very soon, frowns upon it very, very much. And Shachanar gets brought down. Absolutely not. I mean, it's something that he has a right to do. But it has to be like a Shasat Chagadol. But other than that, it's not okay. So a father could, but it's really usher. Yet he could do it even al yedei shliach. How could you do it al yedei shliach? You should say ain't shliach with varavera. The emphasis the Gemara says ish mekadish boyo b'shluchai, and Chazal say mitzvah boy yosemi b'shluchai. Why? Because usher la adam lekadish isha. So if a man can't be Makadash Shanisha, how could you ever make a Shliach to be Makadash Shanisha for you? Lukhaira, if you're gonna make a Shliach to be Makadash Shanisha, you're violating the Isr of Achayurana. So it comes out to Sinavera. So again, Bishloim of Ashikhavara just means I don't get the Avera, but the Kedushin's Khal, okay, Ish Makadash Boy Bishluchai. But if you're telling me the Kedushin's not Khal the way you understand in Noida Bihuda, so though in that case, Lukhaira you should def- you should definitely have a problem. He asked the Kasha from a Sugi Masakhtis Tmura, where you find Shlichas by Tmura. Tmura is an Avera. There's two lavim by Tmura. How could there be Shlichos by Tmura? What happened to Ein Shlichot Varavera? The Teretz is the Shlichos by Tmura. It doesn't mean that the Mishalech gets the Avera. It means it's Chal Tmura. That's the Sugi of Shlichos by Tmura. Yes, another Kasha. The Allah is that if a Kayan, let's say, would be Makriv about Mum. An animal that's about Mum. That's very, very bad. Right? Obviously, you're not allowed to do these. over a lot. Stating that the Imurim are Nitein Lakrava. Perik Mizbech and Kaddish and Mesech Tezvachim talks about the concept of E Ovid or e, Im Olu, Im Olu Lo Yerdu. That if you put the Imurim on the Mizbech, you'll have to be Makriv the Mizbech. So Rabitz Galambra asked the Kharifa Stigakasha. He said that we know there's a Shail in the Gemara throughout Chaz, but the Hanak Kihani, Shluchadidan, Shluchadishmai. And the Gemara has decided to say that Kihanim are really Shluchadidan. On the Tzad, the Kihanim are Shluchadidan. Then how is it possible that Allah is that if the Kayin does an Avera, it's going to be. Imolu Yerdu implies that at this very least you did avoid this. There was a shchitah If the shliach, the koyin, has to be who shliach, he has to be the shliach of the baal. So that means that in order for the 
a murim to be nitein lahakrova, then you would at the very least need that the shlichos was a shlichos. But if he was makrov about mum, then there was no shlichos. Why not? Because ain't shlichos l'dvaravera. So how are you going ahead and be mak? So again, bishlam. If you're going to tell me ain't shlichos l'dvaravera, just means that he doesn't get the avera b'seder. But if you're going to tell me shlichos l'dvaravera, it means that the shlichos is not a shlichos. So what was the tzad of the gemara to say that haniki hani are shluche didan? There can't be such a tzad because if it's shluche didan, how you understand the sugi of malo yerdu and malo yerdu is alocha revacha b'yisrael. So he mamish fired away kasha after kasha after kasha, seemingly bumba kasha after bumba kasha after bumba kasha, and he writes in his scathing letter. It's actually whatever against the noy to be Yehuda that lechura the lumdus of the noy to be Yehuda. Forget about everything else, but the lumdus of the noy to be Yehuda. Ancient means that not only does the avera not go to the mishalech, but the whole shlichus is not chal. Whatever chalos you were trying to create and establish is not established. I have raya after raya after raya that that's not the case. So the Noida Yehuda responded to all these kashas of Rabbi Tzikal Hamburger, and this is the way he begins: Esmo Bolamare Enai Divrei Mechutani Agoyin of Bezin Dehilu Kedoshe Ehu. It's the triple community. Vevarti Eni Olav, and I took a glance at it. Veroisi, and I saw Shekol Dvarav Lahavas Hanitzuach that the only thing he wants to do is fight with me. There's nothing else that he's being motivated by right now. When he writes his shuvis, other than a good fight. <laughs> and he wasn't careful not to write Dvarim Shein Behem Mamish. And he starts just going right after right. We can't go through everything. But he says, I understand. Just, just, just to make the point that I'm trying to make. He started off with two kashas. Taloch is that if you write a get on Isuri Hana, but the evidence kosher. But chilu you're not allowed to. Freaker b'tzakal hamburger. How's it possible that lechatchilu it's awesome, but the evidence is going to be kosher? When you write it, get don't you write it al yidei shliach? So being that you write it al yidei shliach, so there should be a problem. Ain't shliach l'varaveir. Says the noy to be Yehuda. Mi gilo lemechutoni roze that this halacha that says kosher b'suri are not kosher. Still going that when a soifer wrote it. Yeah, usually it's al yidei soifer. But you have a raya that it was written al yidei soifer. Who told you it was written al yidei soifer? When the Beis Yosef says that if you write again on Shabbos and on Yom Kippur, B'shoigig, it's going to be kosher. Frank Rabitzakal Hamburger, how can it be kosher? How is it possible that it's going to be kosher? L'chayra, isn't there a problem of Ein Shlech Advar Who told him that it was written on Yiddish Cipher? Maybe the husband himself wrote it. He says, besides, my mechot knows Toysus and Gittin Dav Chav Beis Amid Beis. What's Tosus saying? Gittin Dav Chav Beis Amid Beis. Abyssal Chazara. The Mishnah says, Hakol Ksherin Lichtav Esaget. I feel a Cher Shaita Vakatan. Frank Tosus Akasha. How could a Cher Shaita Vakatan write again? L'chayra, there's no Shlichas by Ketanim. And if there's no Shlichas by Ketanim, how could a Katan write again? So Tosus says, a very, very famous Yusoyed that permeates the entire Masechta. And that is when the Torah says, V'kosav l'asefer krisis v'nasam yod. Torah is not talking to the husband. Torah is talking to the cipher. You don't need shlichos v'ksivus again. See, you didn't know that Toysus? Of course he knew the Toysus. The Torah says he was writing l'ahavas hanitzuach. He wasn't trying to prove me wrong because he can't prove me wrong from these kashas. Now I'll give you another example. Yes, the kasha that Talach is if someone's minus an isha and then he gives her a get, the get schal. It's a mitzvah to remarry her. Right people, when they divorce their wives, they divorce like they shlech. In fact, Rabbi Zechel Hamburg said, the Messiah says that's the way you're supposed to do it. So presumably it happened like they shlech. It happened like they shlech. L'chari, the shlech did it varaveru. It was over like yuchel l'shalchel koyamav. Elamai, et shlech et varaveru. It doesn't chepa the etzim gerishin. Said the night of Yehuda. First of all, Mechatesi did it like they shlech. And besides, 
You'll tell me, no, probably he did it Ali Shlech, because the Beis Yosef says he's supposed to do it Ali Dei Shlech. He says, Beis Yosef says he's supposed to do Ali Shlech, so we're assuming that he was chayish for this Beis Yosef. But the fact that the Torah says, that didn't seem to impress him very much. So you're making a cheshben, you're asking a kasha on me, because for sure this person was nizer and a Beis Yosef no ever heard of. When there's a pasuk in the Torah, we have to do is be mavasedra, and you'll read it twice every year. So I don't understand. What's Pashav Shah? What was the kasha? Terence says it was Lahavis Anitzoach. It's Pasha, that's what it was. He just wanted to fight with me. He brings the Kasha, which was from Kavadis Kasha also, that how could you have a Shliach to be Meshachar and Evet? I am Meshachar Abdoi is Oivre Baase. So it says, the Noy to be Yehuda, but Lashayne Azov. Umasha Havi, Miten Get Zela Avdi, Gitten Daf Yuda Aleph Amid Beis. Dover Zed, this Kasha, Mevili De Gichoch, makes me laugh. I'm laughing out loud as I'm reading this Kasha. This is what's going on. So he says that this is mamish mevili de gichuch. Says it's a funny kasha. Says why is it a funny kasha? He makes a whole cheshbon, but he says besides, forget all the. He says pasha because even though it's true, I'm a shachar abda over but everybody knows. He's a gemaras. Everyone knows the gemara. Rabbi Leizer once came into shul and they needed a tzainta for a minion, so he took his evid. He was mashachar his evid. Afraid the gemara, I am mashachar abda over baseh. Every the gemara, he was doing it for advar mitzvah. For a mitzvah, it's more okay. So he'll tell you the case of shlichus by by uh, get shechris Torah. Which by the way, that's from Kinegas Teretz also. Says pasha, he said that's the Teretz. He said well, that's the Teretz. So so why was he doing this? Again, this is what this is all about. The frat, one of the things that bothered the Noid Behuda very, very much, is he felt that Rabbi Yitzchak Hamburger a little bit was making light of the whole Chaim de Rabbi You know, at the end of the day, all we're dealing with is a Chaim. He says, One of the themes of this Chufa, Lamaisa, at the very end, he tells us, that from reading your Chufa, it sounded like that this Chiddush that I said, that Ein Shlech doesn't just mean that the Mishalech doesn't get the Avera. But really what it means is that the whole Gerishin is Nachal and the whole Shlichus is not Nitfas. So Rabbi Tzikal Hamburger told the Neidah Yehuda that this is the Chiddush of the Mishnah Melech. This is what he writes. He writes the Chiddush of the Mishnah Melech. So the Neidah writes back to him like this. V'hine, mechutoni agoyin, bepesach dvar of kosav, hai pisko, shaget batol mitam, ein shlich dvar Avera, b'shem ha-Mishnah Melech. That this Chiddush that the get's not a get at all. If you're over the Chemda Benegashim, you send it in Mishalamelech. He says, I tried very hard. I couldn't find it in the Mishalamelech. And then he says, He said, This is my Chiddush. Meaning, this is my Chiddush. This is the letter. You're responding to my letter. I never quoted the Mishalamelech. But somehow you're blaming my Chiddush, which you very much don't like, on the Mishalamelech. So he says like this. Ki'ilu, it's partial to me what you were thinking, Machotan. You're probably thinking that Ein B'Koychi Lahamsi Because this Chiddush, even though it's wrong, but Eizichah don't have the credentials, I couldn't have thought of such a good Chiddush. A wrong Chiddush. But even to say a good Kumasvara, you have to be a Balkishan, right? So even that, you hold that I wasn't able to do. And therefore, you're being chayshed me. I believe with those words that that I decided to put on the talus of the Mishnah Melech and this is a gegangvete talus. So he writes back to him, I hold you made a mistake. Strategically, you really, really made a mistake just now. You tripped up. And you should know that the emesis is my chayshed. And the reason I was able to come up with this Chiddush is not because I'm a Balkishan. You're right. I'm not such a Balkishan. Really, I shouldn't have been able to come up with this Chiddush. But I had a Bezundur Schos from Shemayim. 
He goes, I understand what's going on here. And what's going on is there's a real problem here. And therefore they gave me a siyata deshmaya that's above my pay grade, says the night of Yehuda, to come up with this chiddush. You showed with this, how badly all you want to do is just fight with me. But you don't really care what the halach is. Why? Listen to the lumdus of the Neidibi is the hardest part of the truth. He just goes, what are you trying to accomplish? You're trying to show that your halach is right. You want to save your nephew. Right? You're trying to prove that you're in the right over here. Now, if you were trying to prove that you're right, would it be better for my chiddush to be my chiddush or for my chiddush to be the Mishlam Elis chiddush? It'd be better if it was just my chiddush. Because people are going to say, oh, Rabbi Yitzchel Hamburger versus the Neidah Behuda. Maybe Rabbi Yitzchel Hamburger is right. Oh, but Rabbi Yitzchel Hamburger against the Mishlam Melech. You're going back 200 years. That's already a whole different sugya. So he said, It would have been better for you to say it over in my name. But now that you say it over the Mishnah, no one's going to listen to you. But the terrorist says, that's not your kavan anyways. Your kavan is a havasan itzuch. So if a havasan itzuch, it's a nice little shtach that, oh, it, I can't with this from the Mishnah. But the bottom line is, this is what the Yehuda writes. It's a pelephon azach. V'ashem yivarich es amri b'asholoim, v'anila l'sholoim, ki adabe rakta v'akoshas atachlis, v'loi oiser. And this is the way he signs off this tshuva that he wrote back to Rabbi Tzikol Hamburger, as an aside, the Chassam Soifer in a Tshuva, and this is an Eben as a Chelik Beis Simon Beis. Again, we're doing the super duper abridged version of this Indian. But the Chassam Soifer in a Tshuva, he brings that the Neidah Behuda said on Rabbi Yitzchak, Hagoyin Rabbi Yitzchak, Rabbi Yitzchak Mei Hamburg, that he found the Mishlom Melech, and it really wasn't a Mishlom Melech, and he was only saying it to make the point that the night Behuda wasn't capable of being mechavan to the Mishlom Melech. He says, I found it mefurish in a Mishlom Melech. It's not mefurish, but some Seifer learned it up in a Mishlom Melech. He said, It's a over here. But I'll tell you one interesting thing, also not for now, and that is, as it relates to the Iker Shailah, right, the Iker Shailah, what? End of the day, what was the lumdus of the shaila? Eich shlich levareveir just means that aveir is not nesiachas to the mishalech, or eich shlich levareveir means the whole chaloyis is not even chal. We have a kosev ashlishi that was machriv benayim. The ktsois achoshen in simin kuf bei beis if cotton olive. This is a classic example, by the way. This is a famous ktsois in the oil of my yeshivas. It's kuf bei beis beis, and you learn the ktsois. He starts off in the night of Yehuda, and he mentions the kasha for Rabbi Yitzchak. But when you learn the ktsois, you don't realize the background. How would you know? You don't know the whole story and the rich history that's behind this ktsois. Like ktsois, it's a real yeshiva ktsois. But the bottom line is the history and the background to this ktsois is niflin davel. But bottom line is he brings this whole tumul, and the ktsois says, "I'm going to be the kasha vashlishi vani achriya beinei." And he says, it's posture to me that this is the vart. A posture to this. He says, if the husband would have told the shliach, go ahead and give the get to my wife, Balkarcha, so the shlichus was doing Avera, then ain't shlichus var Avera, side Avera doesn't go back to the Mishalech, and side the get wouldn't be chal. But if the husband would tell the shliach, you divorced my wife, how? I don't know, figure it out. And then the shliach on his own would go ahead and he would do it bedvar avero. So then, the, being that the ikr shlichos, the etzim shlichos wasn't to go do an avero, so enachinami, over there the etzim shlichos would be chal. The avero, that was done, adaita denafshi, by the shliach, that's what wouldn't be nesiachis. But as it relates to whether or not we go like the Noid He said, that's what it depends on. He says, Be'ir could be Yisoyed, I hold like the Noid Behuda. But he said, the Noid Behuda was never Machriya this. He never said this. And it sounds like from the Noid Behuda that 
he held that even though the husband probably told the shliach in that case, go do it balkarcha, still, in either way, this is going to be the halacha. But the bottom line is, this is the ktsois zachra. He was the cause of ashlishi amachriya b'neiim. So the bottom line is, again, this wasn't mamish the kliv again, but this was a, a, a tumult where the gedoyli yisrael they tumbled very, very much. There were many chuvas that were written by other G'dayli Yisrael related to this get. The Hafla, who was also Mishpacha, the Hafla and Rabbi Yitzchak Hamburger were first cousins. Rabbi Yitzchak Halevi Isharowitz and Rabbi Pinchas Halevi Isharowitz. Their fathers were brothers. So, if Rabbi Yitzchak Hamburger was Mishpacha, by definition, the Hafla was also Mishpacha. The Hafla was also related to the night of Yehuda. But the bottom line is, is the Hafla wrote a, a tshuva where he sided with Rabbi Yitzchak Hamburger. There's a tshuva from Yosef Steinhardt. He was the Rav of Fjorda, which was uh, a city, a very important city in Germany at the time. And in his Shailas Tshuva, Zichron Yosef, he sided very much with the night of Yehuda. And it went back and forth. But I'll tell you one interesting postscript. And that is... I have a safer, it's called Sufa Visa'ara. So Sufa Visa'ara is a, a periodical. It comes out every now and again. And it discusses Parashiyos Hagdoilois Shehesiru Es Oilama So this edition came out in Tishrei Tovshin Ayin Zayin. And the Oirech, his name is Reb Chanoich Taubis. So he has a whole arichas on this story. This Maiseh Shehoya Kachoya and this hopefulness. And Toich Dvarev, he says something interesting, and we'll end Masech Tzgitim with this. And that is, he says, if you look at the dates of when this all happened, so the story originally broke in the 1750s, but we said it died down for 11 years until the Noy de Yehuda brought it back when he heard that one piece of information that he thought changed everything. And that is, the sket wasn't given directly by the husband, it was given by the Shliach, and if that's the case, so on the Tzad, that she was not an Averis Aldas, he was and the get is not a get, the grace of Chiddush of the Noy de that the choice was Machriya with. But the bottom line is, this whole tumult that took its, it reinvigorated 11 years later. And that was in the year 1766, which was several months before the Kleva Get would break. The Neidwider wrote his tshuva, his mechutin, on Yoim Hei Ches Kislev Tov Kuf Chavav. By that summer, we would have the story between Itzik from Mannheim and Leah from Ban, and the whole story with Rabbi Yisrael Lipschitz and the Sefer Arayosha and everything that happened, and the whole tumult with the Kleva Get. In the drama with the Kleva Get, Rabbi Itzik Hamburger played a very important role. It's not Chiddush that he would have played a very important role because he was the Rav of Hamburg. He was the Rav of the triple community. It was going down in Frankfurt and this is Mamish, you know, down the block, Ke'ilu. This is happening in, in Hamburg. These are the two most important cities and the two most important Kehillas. So Rabbi Abishal from Frankfurt and Rabbi Itzik from Hamburg they hold very, very similar positions. So in the Sefer Eurah Yashu Rabbi Yisrael Lipschitz, who was the Masader of the Klivaget, so he talks about all the different correspondence that he had with the different G'daylam. And one of the G'daylam that he corresponded with was Rabbi Yitzhak Hamburger. And Rabbi Yitzhak Hamburger writes to Rabbi Yisrael Lipschitz, He's asking him, he says, I want to hear Yechavis Das. It's very important. You hold one of the most important political positions in the world right now. We have to know what you think on this Indian. So he writes like this. 
He says, I'm not ready to respond. He says, I'm in correspondence with my Mechotin, the great Goyen from Prague, the Noida Yehuda. And I asked him his Chavistas, and I want to hear what he has to say. I'm not going to express an opinion on the Klivaget until I hear from my Mechotin from the Noida Yehuda. So the Hergish of the Eurich was as follows. He said, Here you had uh, this get of cleaves where mamish kutoyle oilam were fighting and sitzachatin mamish leibedik. It was a begin of a zasefa krisos that was going on. And then you had another get where again kutoyle back and forth and as we saw we read these lashonas for a reason. It got a little feisty. Bifrat between Rabitzikal Hamagra and between the Noid Behu these two great great ga'inim mechutanim. But at the same time this was never a machloikis of fighting. This was a machloikis of shem shemayim and sometimes keminiga you get a little feisty in the Melchemta Shaltaira. That's what Melchemta Shaltaira is. You get passionate, you get excited. But at the same time, it wasn't personal. So here you have this whole get with the H. Lichet Varavera, where the Noyd Behuda is mamish on the one hand, he's on the other hand, right? For the Hamoyna, oh, it's his nephew, it's his niece. This is a machloikas Hashem Shemayim. Bahar Raya, several months later, and a get that was even a bigger get, Rabbi Tzachel Hamburger turns. To his, to I'm sorry, I can't opine. I have to hear from my great Mechutin, Rabbi Cheskalanda. Whatever he says, that's what we're going to go along with. How's it possible? Esmoil, you and Mamish fighting, and now all of a sudden, right? Just the other day, Rabbi Yudah told his Mechutin that you're Shaila about being a Shachar and Evid Kanani, it's Mamish making me laugh out loud. And now all of a sudden, now you can't write a Juva until you hear from me. The Terence says it was as Vahiv Basufa. This is the way it was. In fact, in the year 1760, that year of the Klivaget, Rabbi Itzikol Hamager passed away. We said that Rabbi Abishol Frankfurter passed away that year. Rabbi Itzikol Hamager did as well. And Mamish, right after he passed away, the Yehuda writes about his Mechutin, he quotes them, he refers to him as follows, He was closer to me than a brother. They went back a long time. They went back to the brother Klois. They were Mechutonim through the night of Yehuda's son, Yaakovka. But the point is that all these Machloikism that you find, the Klivaget, this tumult with regards to Shlich Varavera, Khalila for one second for us to think that this was personal, this was a machloikis, Shilashem Shamayan, Shasoifaliskayim, the Mount of Torah and the Mount of Lundis, and raid bites that came from these and continued to come. Either way, we did the abridged version of it, as Hashem, when we learned the Sugi of Shlichos, which is the topic of the beginning of the second paragraph of Sechtas Kedushin. We'll revisit this. And on that note, Hadrin Halocha Megarish, Vesliko Lama Sachtis Gitter.